You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Okay, now I can't hear you very well. I heard the music very well. Now I can't hear you well. Can you hear me now? There we go. Okay, nice. so I got to talk into the mic, basically. Um, but basically, I managed to uh, connect the, <clears throat> the system to my turntable. So, you know, let's just say, like, you have some... Uh, <laughs> some, like, uh, <laughs> some, like, drops of wisdom, basically. You know what I mean? We can play the sound... <laughs> Nice, man. I like it. And then when our, when our guest comes on, we can play the doorbell. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, we're upgrading here at Paint the Town Podcast, basically. I Dude. figure, I figure uh, you know, I'm a fucking DJ. I should know some of this uh, audio stuff, right? Dude, that's awesome. You had a lot of time to yourself, haven't you? <laughs> I've been downloading some sound effects, man. So, like, it's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you might hear them throughout the thing, basically, you, you know. <laughs> nice. I like it, man. Keep it exciting. We like to keep it exciting. You know, this is, after all, it's like kind of like a radio program, even though we're doing the video nowadays, right? So, uh, you know, we want to keep it fresh and, uh, you, you know, people reach out to us and, uh, um, you know, always tell us about the, how much they like the program. So we want to keep on, uh, you know, updating this and making it better for you guys, basically. Uh, Stephen Levy's already inside the... Uh, uh, house right now. I'm about to admit him right now. All right, let's just let him in, basically. Oh, sweet. Hold on one second. Let me let him in. Oh, well, I guess he's calling back at seven. Oh, there he is. Nice. There he is. What's up, brother? How about a little air, air high five? Welcome to the same So we basically added some new uh, audio production to the show, and uh, you're the first guest we're testing it on, man. Oh, you'll be able to hear me this time? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, give it up for Stephen Levy, everybody. Dude! Uh, before we start anything, how are you guys doing? Good, man. Good, man. How you doing, man? Are you quarantined by yourself, or uh, are you wandering the streets of Los Angeles documenting? <laughs> Is that rhetorical? <laughs> I've been out almost every day since I could walk after the marathon. Oh, man. Yeah, tell us about that, man. Thank you so much for always, you know, doing such good causes, man. St. Jude, you know, and running the marathon. Man, How much did you raise this year? Uh, just over 30000 Wow. Now, uh, you said just after you could, you could walk, just after you ran the marathon. Now, uh... How, how long was it before you could walk? Normally, it's about uh, two to four weeks before I can start to function again. And uh, that was, you know, this year extra challenging because, you know, I try to get out at least a little bit and, you know, we're, we're under lockdown. So, you know, but I'm doing what I can do, you know, walking around the house. And, you know, then when I felt that, I could actually function. Uh, I started wandering around the city to, you know, document what we're living through right now. 
that's one of the beauties of, uh, of what you do is you don't, you know, you're, you're a sole proprietor. You don't have to have anyone around. You can just go and, and uh, keep to yourself. It's a very strange experience knowing that there should be thousands of people and maybe you'll see one or two. Uh, so I was on, uh, coincidentally, I was on Melrose on Sunday. Uh, you know, I ran into maybe, you know, one person, three or four cars. And uh, here comes our buddy Plastic Jesus riding the bike up the street. <laughs> but that's literally, that's the only other person I saw. Wow. It's like only street artists are out right now. And uh, I, I got to say, man, I think you've upgraded your status from uh, just street art photographer and sticker artist to actual vandal nowadays, right? And vandal street artist, would you say? I can't this? own that. I'm, I'm within the law. What are you talking about? That's some <laughs> other dude. I don't know. Well, what yeah, I heard no, is, there is there is someone that happens to be uh, putting images of, of uh, Steve up, you know, all over the place. All now, along the marathon route, too, I heard. Weird, right? Yeah. Now, it's probably not him. It's probably not him. But uh, a lot of people are saying, um, and a lot of people are seeing, uh, all these uh, images popping up. So uh, whether I'd like you... Whether you who, I'd like to find out who's doing that. Probably... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't agree to that. That's not sanctioned. Well, that's, that's the beauty of... You know, that's the beauty of, of graffiti and street art, dude. Sometimes you don't have a choice over that. You know, people do what they want out there. That is super true. You know, first of all, shout out to Amy Smith. Uh, just, you know, she's such a talented artist. I don't know why we would be giving her a shout out, except for, you know, she did a great stencil. But she's I heard, super bad. <laughs> did you yeah, check out her out. episode of the show? Shout out to teacher for uh, donating a piece for uh, my fundraiser too. We kind of glanced right over that, but when we were talking about it earlier, I wanted to just thank him. He was one of the donating artists. Oh yeah, that's the uh, the the Malala the Malala yeah. print, right? Yeah, the the at the Culver, yeah. Nice man, good. <laughs> the kids are happy. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to take me a minute to get used to all these sound effects, man. I'm kind of like, <laughs> my kids, what are they doing now, man? Well, well I, like I said, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be one of those shows that we're going to play like fart noises and whoopee cushion noises all the time. But, you know, sometimes yeah, just they, add a little. Say that now. <laughs> I'm okay with those, really. I, I don't mind. I don't you know, those. if it gets annoying too much, like, let me know. And uh, But like I said, uh, you know, I just want to add a little production to the, uh, to the, to the, the show you know you have definitely stepped up your game hey seriously right so since last time since our bad audio we've uh you know upgraded mics we've uh now we have video man so we really appreciate you probably spreading spreading the word for us man so uh and we appreciate the audience putting up with the bad audio at the beginning man we worked out the kinks and uh here we go you know <laughs> so uh talking about the last time i was on coincidentally uh do you remember who the guest was before me No, I don't. I feel, like I, should, I feel like I should have the, uh, of all the sound effects you have, why don't you have Jeopardy music? That would have been a perfect. We'll call you Buster you know I'll get that one loaded effects, though, next right? time. I'll get that one loaded next time, man. Oh, but uh, coincidentally, the guest before me, the last time you guys had me on, 
you know what? I'm going to go to paintthetownpodcast.com and just check it out right here. You can also go ahead and check that out, paintthepodcast.com. Plug moment. Let me just check it real quick. Hey, and by the way, fuck you, whoever left one star on our fucking thing, dude. You coward. You didn't even leave a comment. Fuck you. All right. Let me start. (laughs) If I I left no stars, I would have done that. I mean, what? I don't know who did that. I was just like, you know what? It must be somebody that doesn't, doesn't like Stephen Levy, man. Oh, Chris, that was episode 12. And then uh, episode 11, we had uh, Professor Jim. Professor Jim! <laughs> Who's the last guest you just had? Professor Jim, actually. So there you go. Ooh, this is getting, you know, history is repeating itself. Hey, so are- just out of curiosity, when are, Jim, when are Jim and I coming back on? <laughs> We'll see what kind of ratings you pull this time, man. So, oh, dude, this is going to be a winner. You got Not our decision, you know. Is. We don't make these decisions. It's the, um, you know, the board of directors. They decide who comes on the show and who, you know, the, they look at the ratings. They look at all these things. You know, is the Nielsen ratings right? They did you, did you say the Levison ratings? <laughs> so, so since last time you came on, man, you've been doing a lot of projects. I mean, at that time you were doing the projections right afterwards. Uh, you know, can you tell us a bit, a little bit about that? Because I think you met up with a lot of street artists, man. Uh, I think I've had something close to maybe a hundred artists out. Uh, some street artists, some not street artists. Um, you know, the idea I had for my was for myself you know seeing my slap building size and then that sort of changed into me projecting my photos and Mm. literally the second i did that my immediate thought was pretty much everybody i know is gonna want to do this so i extended an invitation to you know maybe a handful of artists and everybody was one of them you were uh i'm still waiting to have you back out um, everybody that came out had a great time, so I sort of opened it up, and uh, that thing took on a life of its own. I mean, I, I was getting, uh, it's died down now, but uh, I, at one point I was probably getting 50 messages a week from people I had no idea who they were all over the world. Uh, you know, this thing looks rad, and you know, it took me a while to track you down, but like, how do I get into this? You know, can I send you art? Do I come or, and I've had a couple of people, matter of fact, there was somebody that was supposed to come in uh, if the coronavirus hadn't locked us down uh, from Alaska. She was flying down to, yeah. So this, this thing really went somewhere I didn't expect it to originally, but the, well, the, when you're when you're projecting people's work up on the side of a building, I mean, I, I remember when I the first night I went out with the, well, the only night I went out with you. Yeah. Um, it feels like a couple of nights because when you post it up, then it feels like you're kind of reliving the experience. But yeah. you know, that night actually sitting there looking at the at the wall, you know, you're looking at like a 40, 50 foot wall, and you're going, "Damn, dude!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, well, it it feels almost like you know you you get the adulation of that you've done like a big mural. But, you know, only takes a few seconds to pop the, you know, the, the projector image up there. Yeah, but, I mean, um, you know, some, some artists, they haven't had the uh, opportunity to do a huge mural like yourself, like that big of a wall, you know. So it's kind of like, 
one of those, uh, you know, kind of puts things to imagination. And it's also a digital art too, right? So um, at the well, end of the day- Also, the cool thing is you can take a picture of it. You know, you take a picture of it, it actually looks like it's on there. So- Hello. <laughs> uh, The thing for me with this is, you know, uh, a fair portion of the artists that came out were not muralists. So they've never seen anything that they've done big. And in some instances, the work that they gave me to project in real life, you know, the painting or the drawing or whatever it was, uh, whatever the medium was, was, you know, maybe 12 by 12, you know, or eight by eight, uh, eight inches by eight inches, or 12 inches by 12 inches. So seeing it 50 feet tall, you know, it's, it's an overwhelming experience for them. But, you know, uh, like I started to say, the, the main thing for me, uh, you know, I had a lot of people ask me what I'm getting out of it because I don't charge anybody anything. I give them the pictures and, you know, what I get out of it is, you know, I get to hang out with somebody cool for an hour or, or so. And, you know, when you came out, you know, we, we had a goof, we had, you know, a good conversation. You know, that's what I'm getting out of it. What you're getting out of it is content to post and, you know, hopefully you're getting a good time and, you know, a fond memory. You know, this is over a year ago uh, for uh, when you came out. You know, we're talking about it. You got a smile on your face, and or maybe not over a year. I can't believe it was that long ago. My God. I I started it, um, I think, March of last year, and you were probably the 15th or 20th person I had out. So maybe like April, you know. Uh, so not quite a year, but you know, it's, it's creeping up to that. Well, you got to really, I feel like, uh, one thing, meet the community of like street artists in person, a lot of them, and also help spread the word for our podcast, man. Hell yeah. And we appreciate that. Well, look, dude, I told you the last time I was on and you know, pretty much everybody that knows me knows I, I got one to get through life. Don't be a fucker. If, if you can just abide by that one rule, I will break my back to help you what regardless of whatever it is that you're requesting you know unless right now unless it's a hug. other than that i'm all in <laughs> so you we know, appreciate you guys, that man again you guys are rad what you're doing is rad why wouldn't i want to do whatever i could to try to help you yeah i mean this podcast has definitely grown a lot too you know and uh we you know like i said we're having our guests from the first season back because uh I think uh, we kind of want to give people updates on what they're doing too. I think a lot of times we just see um, each other's images on Instagram or kind of shots and uh, stills of like what's going on, but uh, we'd like to get kind of an in-depth story behind it. So let me ask you, Stephen, um, which one, can, where were some of the other highlights of the, your projection project? Like which artist stuck out to you? Um, just off the Are top. you crazy? I can't answer that. Oh, come on. Everybody's oh, favoritism on him is going to get in trouble that way. No, I got we're not saying We're not saying which one was the best one. We're just saying which well, one was more memorable. That's, you know? that's teacher. But <laughs> <laughs> a very politically correct answer, you know? No, I'm kidding. I know his, uh, his interview will go a little bit longer tonight. I know who's bread buttering my bread tonight. <laughs> well, no, I, got, I, was, I, got a question. I got a question for you, Stephen. Um, what do you think it uh, is going to be like once they, uh, first of all, when do you think they're going to open the city back up? 
And what do you think it's going to be like in uh, movie theaters and beaches, places where people congregate? Um, believe it or not, that was not my primary thought. What my primary thought is, how are you going to do an art opener? I do not want to be crammed in a gallery with 60 other people now. I mean, even once we get the all clear. So, um, you know, the, what I'm doing now, you know, documenting our abandoned city, um, I got some people that have reached out to me about a book and a show and doing prints and some other things. And, you know, my initial response was yes. And then I started thinking about it. I, I don't know that a show is feasible. You know, the book, yeah, for sure. Uh, by the way, a percentage is going to be uh, uh, donated to uh, the National Nurses United, which apparently is the single largest nurses union in America. Um, that's the well, one. I'm sure very busy right now. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, like I said, I've, you know, I've been out for pretty much every day and almost every night for the past couple of weeks shooting. And, you know, um, anyway, circling back to what your question was, uh, when things are going to open, I'm hoping not for at least a couple of months. I, I really hope that Newsom and Garcetti keep us in lockdown. And that's the, really, that's the only way I think we're going to eradicate this thing. Um, then my other concern is, you know, like we have uh, cold and flu season, are we going to have coronavirus season? season now you know is this going to be an annual thing you know or will we be, will we be diligent enough in our lockdown to be able to actually eradicate it you know i you know the i don't know if you saw well, the problem thing. the problem we have is um we don't have enough testing uh, they're, they're starting to open parts of other countries back up because they have testing yeah and they can it. figure out where everything is and they can you know close it off and everything yeah but because we don't have the testing who knows what's going to happen and when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen you know um and as far as a, a flu season goes from what i've read um that that could be the new thing is that uh yeah there's going to be a, a flu season and you know during that time um you know you're going to need to wear your face mask you're going to need to possibly locked down for a while if there's a new um strain that's going around that's crazy or something like that um but uh you know i, I believe that there are going to be times of the year where you know like summertime you'll be able to travel and everything but um you know you got to wonder what uh, restaurants and theaters and galleries, what it's going to be like? Well, look, right now, I mean, it, this is a paradigm shift that we're going to have. And, you know, the converse, in the conversations that I've had with a variety of people, you know, I think there's going to be, you know, no more when you meet somebody shaking their hand or a high five or giving them a hug, you know, at least for quite a while. You know, it's going to be a wave hello or a elbow tap or a foot tap or something. Yeah, the wink and the gun. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Spock. 
uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Live long you and know, prosper even, without Corona, right? Huh? Live long and prosper without Corona, basically. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be, we'll live long enough to prosper. <laughs> uh, well, hey, let me ask you guys. Okay. I basically, I've been seeing like a lot of just, you know, information from the CDC trying to keep updated, you, you know, and um, I, I don't know if you guys know, because I'm sitting here talking to two guys who have facial hair, basically. And did you know that the CDC actually gave a recommendation on what type of facial hair is okay to prevent getting the coronavirus? Uh, a, I did know that. And B, I posted that graphic. Oh, did you post it? I okay. did. Well, uh, well, here, let me, let me just... Uh, what are, it's it's on my Facebook, not on Instagram. Well, what I'm going to do right here is uh, just if share. Real, I'm going to share real quick, basically, this screen. Yeah, that's okay? it. That's this it. is it right here. So as you can see, <laughs> clean shaven so, is okay, <laughs> right here, basically. The, the, but if you got the, the full on beard, I think it's called the the band holes, basically, the one that you got. <laughs> <laughs> the, the post I put up, I circled the guy in the top right corner and just and literally just wrote, fucked. <laughs> I make that guy look fucking shaven. But, but you know what's funny? I, we have a few facial hairs right here because uh, the, the dolly, basically, which I know that Teach used to rock, the Salvador dolly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of them on here, too, and that, that's a no-go because, uh, as you can see, the little handlebar mustaches uh, upwards go outside of the mask, man. Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. But, you, you know, so basically I was thinking, like, you know, it's cool that they're recommending this, but I just feel like this is so, like, hey, now that people are telling us what kind of beers we can grow, you know, how, how to wear your mask and everything. I remember we were clowning North Korea when they were telling everybody what kind of haircuts they can have. <laughs> well shit that was different i mean you know yeah 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 i'm just so uh i i i'm assuming you know because you follow me on uh, instagram um you know i i took the cert program with the uh, la county uh, fire department uh i've been you know a, a couple of times down to different firehouses you know to see you know if they need any help or you know what i could do and the first time I walked in, the immediate response was like just a bunch of yelling. And what they were yelling me of, uh, what they were yelling at me about, the beard. I'm wearing the mask. They're like, you realize that you're canceling that out, right? You can't get it flushed <laughs> to your face. I was like, I'm not shaving. I don't want to catch the thing, but I don't want to shave either. What do I do? I, I, I saw some uh, younger pictures of Steven actually. And, uh, you know, he's quite a strapping looking young chap without the facial hair, man. You, you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> well, it wasn't long look, ago man. that he shaved, also. <laughs> it just it only takes about a day for him to grow half of that. <laughs> he's got a ZZ top not, thing going not, on. If uh, <laughs> when I woke up yesterday, I looked like James, yeah. That's <laughs> Hey, look, guys, I have beard envy, okay? I'm Asian. I can't grow. You know, I heard, you know, that you can put some stuff in there, but, uh, you know, I just get patchy, basically, you know? I think Asians, we like to grow our, we can grow our eyebrows longer, like the Kung Fu masters, you know? <laughs> if there's a reason for anybody to be jealous of anybody, I'm jealous of that. <laughs> hey, man, I got to ask you, you know, because we've been talking to a lot of people on this podcast in the community, man. 
and so many goddamn people know you and so many goddamn people have done portraits or art of you, man. I got to hand it to you, man. I mean, so when, uh, when you guys brought that up with Amy Smith, uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, I was really upset that you'd be under the impression that I would care about, you know, uh, I, I would have art of me all over my house. Oh, come on. So, you know, we were busted. No, I was really upset. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's got the Zoom app, basically, and he just went his background, a whole bunch of pictures of him. I love this guy. <laughs> what did I tell you? I told you. His background is going to be a bunch of portraits. <laughs> Hey, let me That's ask, awesome. you have a cool background right now? Now, now who's coming back on? <laughs> hey, man, we just saw a rating spike right now. So, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I, th I think you're good right now. <laughs> I mean, you have a pretty cool background. If you're, if you're just listening to the audio, which I, I see a lot of the people still are, um, basically, you can hop on YouTube.com slash LA Street Gallery. And you can check out uh, all these episodes of LA Street Gallery, Paint the Town podcast. Uh, that we've been doing since quarantine. Actually, we have the older episodes um, with newly mastered audio with images on the uh, going along with the um, the audio too. So go ahead and check that out on our YouTube page. But um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about the background. What is that? It's a pretty cool piece of art back there, man. Uh, this came from Plastic Jesus's show at uh, the Old Tower Records. Oh, and okay. It's it's so kind of like the painting and. <laughs> Amsterdam. It, it's it's a it's stenciled on ply and I remember seeing that. That's what I thought that was from. A wall in one of my walls in my living room. Oh, it's a bunch of oh yeah, I have I've seen it's, that. It's it's paparazzi and this was uh, on the red carpet. So everybody coming into the show, they would stop to get their uh, picture taken, and this was. I remember that being actually one of your projections or something like that too. You had like uh, I, I, made, I made one uh, with uh, this in uh, with this in mind that everybody that comes out they all get the paparazzi shot. All the artists that come out. Yeah, I remember awesome. that one. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I've been watching. You know, just following along on your Instagram, man, and uh, you know, you've been meeting some of the characters that we've had on the podcast, man. I mean, you know, Franklin who just had a, a comedy show basically <laughs> streaming live, man. I mean, uh, he interviewed you. Um, how was that experience, man? <laughs> how do you describe <laughs> I mean, I know I, I'm, a, I'm a very articulate guy and I know there's words to describe it, but I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. <laughs> it was it was interesting. I mean, the thing did you is, watch, did you watch the interview? Yeah, I did. I did, and you're a very a lot more serious. I felt like than uh, on our podcast. You, you know what well, I mean? So, <laughs> so two two things. First thing is, two don't things. ever let Franklin edit anything ever. <laughs> The, the second thing is, you know, it was supposed to, the, the original uh, uh, setup was that, you know, this was going to be a professional thing. And everybody that came by, uh, you know, 
that looked like they were intrigued or you know that they uh, had questions as to what was transpiring, Franklin would say, oh, I, I'm interviewing him for NBC or I'm interviewing him for CBS. And you know, everybody just, so that's, that, that's the, the, the acting that, you know, uh, where it seems to be serious, but in between and afterwards and before, it was more shenanigans than what goes on here by a long shot. It's Franklin. I love that guy, man. You know, like I said, I, I, love that guy? I was just always saying everybody was just seeing his stencil of his face for like 10 years and nobody knew who the hell it was. It's like, is this Hunter S. Thompson? What the hell is this? I love the <laughs> when people comment when they see him, they're saying, what is this Steve Urkel scientist knockoff <laughs> guy? <laughs> I, 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 for a while, referred to those stencils as the white Urkel. <laughs> as what? The white Urkel. <laughs> I think, but at the end of the day, you know, he caught our attention, man. And, you know, he's a regular on the show now. So, uh, like it or not, he's, we're going to keep He's awesome. I mean, you know, if, if you, if, once you meet him, you're always glad that, you know, you, you had that experience. And, you know, he and I are friends now. And, you know, I, I you know, I feel lucky to, to know him. You know, you can only take so much of him, though. But, right? No, I love Franklin. I, I really do. He's awesome. And Cyrus. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Shout out to Cyrus, too, man. I mean. Cyrus the uh, Clown. Yeah, you know, so they had a, a IG live stream comedy show this past Friday night, actually. Um, uh, I, I participated in it and checked it out. Um, oh, uh, that's why you sent me a link to watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I wanted to support, uh, you know, our guests in whatever they're doing. So, uh, you know, um, there was a lot of people from the street art community tuning in, man, you, you know, so I wanted to give a, a shout out to all the people that tuned in. Uh, we really appreciate you guys supporting the community at the end of the day. Uh, when this bitch is over, we're going to have a big party and see everybody, man. And, uh, you know, I let, hope let me know how that goes. <laughs> when this thing is actually over, you know, you know. No, what I mean? and what that party's going to look like is, you know, people are probably going to be standing about six feet apart, uh, throwing everybody, stickers at each other. Everybody wearing, everybody wearing their respirators. <laughs> what if we have like a hazmat suit party where everybody comes in hazmat suit and then just like a, you know, I'm decorate just, your hazmat suit. I can, I, mean? I, can I can practically guarantee you that Franklin's going to show up in one of those big inflatable dinosaurs. <laughs> the Hazmatosaurus. Hey, <laughs> you got to hang out with some of uh, the other artists too, man. I mean, um, you know, shout out to the Truth too. I know you projected some of her poetry. Yeah, yeah. You know, on there, and then uh, of course, uh, Life After Death, man, and uh, yeah, hanging out with Carpart too, man. His stuff is—he's killing it right now, man. Have you seen? Yeah. yeah. Let me just—I uh, I, got to preface by saying, you know, that I'm saying this facetiously. Jared and I are friends. Fuck that guy. Did you see the? I, did you see what happened? I asked for help with, with you know, figuring out how Zoom works. Did you see what his comment was? No, I did not. <laughs> what a dick. Oh, oh was it oh, something boomer. like, okay, Boomer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of you guys are Gen X, I, right? I guessed. I guessed. How did I know that? Fucker. <laughs> hey, Jared. 
Okay, boomer that. <laughs> well, hey, man, I've just been really digging a lot of the, <clears throat> a lot of, I don't know what he calls it, man, but it kind of looks like one of those Russian dolls that kind of comes up. Yeah, the ne nest, nesting dolls. Nesting dolls. There you yeah. go. I'm going to share this screen right now. So I got some book learner. <laughs> like, check this out, basically. He didn't want a shepherd fairy right here. Uh, yeah. One of Oprah, basically. Uh, wordsmith, you know. And uh, I, ju I just, Dave Navarro. Um, and uh, he did this really slick uh, collaboration with Jeremy Novi, I thought, man. I mean, that orange just really pops. Man. Yeah, that's dope. You know, I, I, I just love this, man. At the end of the day, uh, this hits all those check marks in terms of like, uh, I, I feel like what I'm looking for, what I'm looking for, a good street art, man. So yeah, shout out to, shout out to Carpart, man. Definitely killing it in the game right now. Yes, yeah. agreed. <laughs> Definitely agreed. No, another, uh, another guy that did a stencil of me. Yep. <laughs> did, I sh did you guys see that image or was I not sharing the screen? No, I didn't see it. Let me go ahead and uh, let me go ahead and share that real quick. There you go. So basically, take a look. This is uh, one of Obey he did right here. I really like it because it's like yeah. Uh, I don't oh, know how wow. many layers this is, but nice. uh, you, you know, it's nice and super slick. Like I said, uh, this is the cool one he did with Jeremy Novi guys. I mean, that yeah, that, that's awesome. right. Oh yeah, very yeah. cool. And. Uh, you know, here is one of uh, our very own LA's wordsmith, man. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> Typewriter and his uh, new hair color, guys. <laughs> yeah, which I'm like. I like the way you say that, James, and his new hair color, and then the little snicker. <laughs> I got to keep up, you know, let everybody know the news. <laughs> hey, tell us about that day that uh, th this went up, uh, Stephen. Oh, that was, that was a really fun day. Yeah, tell uh, us a little bit about that because I feel like I missed out, man. Where was the invitation, man? For paint the town. I was invited. I just couldn't. Damn, make it. man! Now I feel yeah, even yeah, you were in on a plane to Hawaii, right? <laughs> yes. I'm kidding, man. So how was that day? Uh, so I got a a, a call from uh, the postman saying, "Do you have any interest in you know heading down to Melrose?" And I didn't. There were no uh, real specifics. Uh, I said, you know, sure, I, you know, I can be down there. You know, what's going on? And he started telling me, uh, you know. Uh, oh, for those of you who don't know, the postman is, uh, is another graffiti artist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does these paste-ups with these really great um, Jackson Pollock patterns kind of inside the texture of some of the, the clothing. I, he actually did one of Franklin, man. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just wanted, because you said the postman, and I'm thinking, okay, no, I know Stephen's, like, friends with all kinds of people. I guess, sure, a, a postman's going to give him a call. He's going to go hang out with a, at the post office or whatever, but then I yeah, realized Mark, you're talking about... Mark is an awesome talking. guy. We go out to lunch once a week right after he delivers my packages. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> actually, I wouldn't say Jackson Paul. It's so, actually, like, tags in the in the uh, the texture of the clothing, man. So my my mistake, man. So... I mean, if you'll, you take a look, he's just had some really, I mean, I dig, dig his stuff a lot. If you scroll a little bit, you'll find me on there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean right here? Actually, this, this is. Ah, there you go. Yes, there he is. 
This is a collaboration, oh, that projection basically of Stephen Levy, Levy Angels, and the Postman right here. See, these are amazing, like detail right here that he gets in. It's actually tagged, but it looks like kind of like a Jackson pulp splatter. I think you know, amazing stuff, man. Shout out to Postman. So I don't, I don't know if you know or not, but what he uses to do the pattern for the clothing, that for the most part, that's an actual photograph of something that lives somewhere, like a bathroom wall oh. or, you know, something. He, he's wow. not only manipulating that. That's actually, that lives somewhere. He does add wow. to it. Wow. That's wow. pretty yeah. damn cool. Yeah, Very he, creative, man. Super awesome guy and, you know, supremely talented. Uh, I love his Tell us about there. that day. Well, stop interrupting me. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. So when I found out what uh, what he wanted to do, uh, you know, I made a bunch of calls, uh, as did he. And, um, you know, we ended up with a pretty good group down there. Um, little Ricky came down. Pasty uh, White came down. Uh, the Postman. Um, Jared. Uh, Carpart. Um, I don't remember who else. Uh, Shlomi came down. Um, pull, pull that picture up. Oh, uh, Be Love. Uh, so that hey, little, Steve. that little piece. Uh, well, Sam came down a couple days later, um, and that's the wall next to the actual wall that got painted on. Um, and there's our friend Sklan. And yep. no, that's not David Letterman. <laughs> I don't know why. Every, not everybody, but a lot of people thought that. It does kind of look like David Letterman, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not, I promise. So no. that is Soho Phil, a uh, friend of, uh, lifelong friend of Jeffrey's, and uh, I became friends with him. Can I ask you, who are these back here? Um, I can't remember who the yellow is. Uh, Trusty put that up for them. Um, it's not somebody that I've met. Okay. We'll have to have Trusty back on, too, because last time the audio wasn't too good. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, that works right. everybody. That guy has nothing to say. <laughs> I'm kidding, brother. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I loved it when I saw it basically on social media. And uh, I, I feel like, you know, I, that's the community basically we're bringing. I mean, that was uh, uh, before the social distancing, I guess, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, long, long before. Uh, that's, that's when I could still walk in. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's always a good time when you have a bunch of good people, you know, getting together and, you know, it was a nice warm day. Uh, you know, everybody was having a good time putting their art up and practically uh, every, after this was done, practically everybody uh, went to dinner together, uh, you know, and uh, later, coincidentally, uh, later that night, what I started saying earlier, that that little piece that uh, like after the death street put up the next to uh, to the left of uh, where I am um, that night 
I went back to take some photos and uh, I parked, I get out of the car and uh, I don't know if you know Shlomi, but Shlomi rolled up, he uh, wanted to put a piece up and two seconds later, Navarro rolls up. So that, that, that's how that got put up. He was contacted earlier in the day, but uh, he and uh, Meg Zaney were working on some other project. So uh, just happenstance that when I got there, Dave happened to roll up. So he put that piece up and, oh yeah, that's, uh, if you look in between Dave and I, that's little Ricky's Dave and I. And little Ricky's been on the show too, guys. That, uh, if you want to check out that episode of the podcast, I felt like it was a really good one. We got to know him pretty well. Ricky yep. is awesome. I love Ricky. Is this some Jazz Guetta actually here in the back? Yes. Looks like yes, it, it actually. Is. Jazz Guetta uh, related to Mr. Brainwash, right? Same theater Guetta, <laughs> basically. Yes, there's lots of Guettas that yes, are uh, in the artistic realm. Yeah, he's, he's doing this really cool kind of tag style because if you just kind of glance at it real quick, you'll think it's just some, a bunch of tags actually, but um, it's actually... You, you, you step know, away from the mural of Kobe. Yep. Yep. Awesome, man. So, I mean, what else has been, uh, you been doing? Have you been doing besides, uh, uh, you know, taking some photos, man? How are you going day to day? Are you feeling uh, lonely, man? Are you getting cabin fever? Because I know I am a little bit. I got a little bit antsy today, you know. Well, you know, like I said, I'm out almost every day, and you know, just uh, to let everybody know, long before the coronavirus. Uh, came to be a thing. I had a sleeve of N95 mask. I didn't take anything away from uh, any first responders. Matter of fact, I gave a couple of what I had, the, the excess, uh, after I covered my parents and uh, some other people, uh, I gave the remainder of them to the first responders. So I'm out every day in a N95 with gloves, and, um, sometimes even wearing uh, another mask uh, you know, like a balaclava-style mask over the uh, face mask. Um, you know, I, I'm taking this very seriously. I don't think this is anything to be taken lightly. And I, I've had a couple of people write me saying, you know, like, why are you out? You should be home. And, you know, you're not wrong. You know, I shouldn't be out and I should be home. But uh, being out, I am taking every precaution I can. I am somebody is walking towards me, I walk on the other side of the street. Uh, six feet is not enough for me. I, you know, this thing is no joke. Um, the, the reason I'm out, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is what my fear and what my concern is, is at some point in the time in the future, you're going to be sitting down having, not you, you, but you in the general sense, you're going to be sitting down having a coffee with your friend and you'll be talking about something and all of a sudden, you know, you'll be like, remember that crazy time a couple of years ago when we were all locked in our houses for three months? It shouldn't be that. You know, this should be something that we don't forget, that we learn from so we don't make this mistake again. This should not have happened, or at least to the degree that it, that it is happening now. You know, Trump's ineptitude and, you know, stupidity is why this thing is as overwhelming uh, to our healthcare system as it is. If he had taken precautions, if he had done the right thing, 
I think that this would have been, you know, uh, as impactful, but to a much, much lesser degree. Much, many less deaths, not as many infected, uh, you know, no, for whatever reason, no run on toilet paper. I still don't understand that. None of the symptoms are atomic diarrhea. Why is everybody buying 800 <coughs> Toilet paper. <laughs> I think you know what I read a, basically a study on it actually and it kind of makes sense a little bit but what I was told is that it's actually kind of a form of retail therapy basically how people just buy things to make themselves feel better and in this in a situation like this where basically people are just stocking up on supplies the things that last the longest are things like toilet paper so I mean I think that's a pretty good explanation because I was very confused too I'm like Man, you know, you know, uh, good thing I had a lot stocked up. But as you can see, all the shelves are kind of like uh, they're getting replenished. So I, I think people are kind of like chilling off the toilet paper now. You're wrong. That's what I have to say about the, uh, the being ready for a pandemic and everything. Yeah. Um, I think that any administration would have been caught by surprise by this pandemic, but the response to it um, should have been much faster. Um, the the testing. Um, I don't know why they, they turned down the testing. Uh, I, I heard that there was like a, a national testing or international testing, but they wanted to, to sell the testing to private um, companies to make the testing procedures. And so that fucked us right there. That takes a, a long time to get all that to happen. And then, um, you know, that's, that's, that's the big thing right there. Not taking any kind of um, action as far as, big steps in shutting the country off when they should have um allowing people to to stay active and and when they when they shouldn't have they they knew about these things back in december and january and that's when they should have been making some of the big moves and they didn't and yeah. that's that's where i had the problem right there i think that any any administration would have been caught by surprise because since back in like 2000, the early 2000s, there's been a concern about a pandemic and how that would just, that would shut down everybody. Now, and no one's done anything about it. And now we need to do something about it so that for future pandemics, we're prepared. We know what to do so that we don't have to shut everything down. Here, here's the, the issue that I have personally with what you just said. We had something in place. Obama put a pandemic team in place. Trump fired them. And his reason was, I'm a businessman and I don't hire people. I don't, I don't pay people not to work. Yeah, but my point is, though, that um, that pandemic team, they weren't ready for anything. They would not have been ready for this. You're, they they would not have the supplies. They don't have the. They, they wouldn't have had the ventilators. They wouldn't have had the masks or anything because they. He had that. When did he set that uh, that um, office up? Do you know any idea when Obama? Uh, set it up? Uh, when Obama set it up? Yeah. Uh, that I don't know. But okay. Well, I, then they they are to be at fault a little bit for not having at least to have some better preparedness or some kind of a plan. Um, well, because. Trump, Trump shut them down months before this happened. I know, but my, my point is, um, if they if he hadn't shut them down, we would have been a lot better prepared. That is for damn sure. But <clears throat> they they um, they should have done a lot more than they did before they got shut down. 
is my point. Well, there, same, there was same with the administration before that and the administration before that. As soon as pandemics became a possibility, we should have, we should, we should have started preparing for this a little at a time so that when it hit now, we're, we're ready. We got stockpiled and we're prepared. But we didn't do that. We didn't do that at all. So here we are, and now we're hung out to dry. But you know, now everyone, everyone's making all these production of all these things, and I'm, you know, I'm worried that we're going to have overproduction of a lot of things that we don't need, and it's going to cause a lot of extra trash. You know, things are going to pile up. Uh, there's certain things that have to have maintenance to happen to them, like the ventilators. If you don't maintain them, then they, they don't work anymore, from what I hear. So. You know, we have to be careful not to overproduce to cover what we have and learn how to stockpile and be ready for the next one. The, the problem that, you know, this, like any emergency situation, is everybody needs everything and they need it today. And that's what's going to cause the problem in the future. We're going to have an overstock of everything. But what do you do in the interim? I mean... You know, you got to figure out a way of storing this stuff. You got to figure out a way of storing it to where it, it is readily available. So it, you, you have to have it in like the big, the hot spot areas, the big cities. You know what I mean? That's, well, that's those are the areas you need, you need to cover first are the big cities. That's where the, where it explodes first. And then figure Newsom, it out from there. Newsom just said, I think uh, the number was 5,000. Uh, 5,000 ventilators from California to New York because right now we don't need them and they do you know if that's how this was working where it was like a regular rotation and who needed who needed it got it so there was no excess that would be fantastic the problem is is Trump was so underprepared for any situation like this that you know now states are fighting for equipment everybody's outbidding oh, yeah. everybody else and you know yeah. there's coming out that things are being hijacked and root uh, that's what i have a problem with is that they don't know how to how to distribute you got states bidding against each other and that's really really fucked up well that's the world we live in i mean you know america is based on a capitalist system and you know these companies fortunately are looking at their bottom line instead of what's good for everyone. And, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, you, you can fault them for being greedy, but who do you blame? Do you blame the history of this country and the way business works? Or, you know, do you blame them not for, you know, uh, they're, they're looking out for their shareholders instead of, instead of being, you know, philanthropic. You know, look, we're gonna do this, we're gonna give it to you because you need it, we'll work something out financially later. They're not doing that. They're saying no. the thing would normally cost five grand. Now it's fifty. I'm just, yeah. I'm just letting you guys know because I, I don't know what to believe either. I mean, I'm, this is the first time I heard about an Obama pandemic team. Um, but just to kind of share both sides of the story, it says that uh, John Bolton, who is a Republican, I guess, who you know, I don't know his. Uh, you know how honest he is or whatever he, says, he disputes he disputes uh that fact basically so like i said look it up for yourself make your own decision um i don't know what the hell's going on guys i just you know i just uh, want to kind of bring that to, this is I, I, can tell you, 
I can tell you emphatically that Obama had a pandemic team in place. Trump That's has, right. That Trump is absolutely right. A number of occasions uh, been put on the spot as to why they were fired. And at no point has his response been there was no team. That's you right. Know, he always has his, his response was, well, I didn't I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Maybe, maybe, maybe check with uh, Mike. Yeah, uh, it, that Mike? was that was exactly where I was going with this. Terrible. The situation that we're in is just. <sighs> but you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, <clears throat> I'd said this before. Um, you know, uh, humans are amazingly resilient, and we have this amazing ability to adapt. Sure. And, you know, whatever the new norm is, we're going to adapt to it. And some of us are going to thrive and others are going to unfortunately perish. Um, I feel really bad for those people that are going to, you know, they're going to perish. But, you know, this is this is what happens in, in existences like this. You know, when you have this much of a population, you know, population explosion. You're going to have pandemics and, um, you know, a lot of uh, businesses are going to be, you know, shut down that are not going to come back, you know. Um, well, this, this is going to change the landscape of what we, what we knew as the normal world for us. You know, I mean. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, just in alone um restaurants theaters tour buses the the spacing in restaurants they're not going to be able to make enough money to survive because they're going to have to space everything out and they're not going to be able to make their cover airplane with the tour buses you're not going to be able to pack those people in those tour buses they're going to have to space those people out they're going to be charging a lot more uh, same thing with with airline fleet. You know, I don't feel sorry for the airline stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, huh? you know, they're packing people in like cattle. We need more space, man. Fuck those. I airplanes. agree on the air on the on the flights. I agree with you. We can we can use some more space on the on the flights. Uh, you know what? It's kind of crazy. Is that you know they'll bail out the airlines for sure, even though they've been gouging the prices for years. But um, you know, I'm still waiting on you know how they're going to bail out all these small businesses, man. I mean. You know, they're going to give them loans and turn around and collect interest on them, probably. You know, that's... Well, I, we got a lot of problems. I mean, I, I heard uh, the day before yesterday, there it looks like there's a, a real chance that we're not going to have the mail anymore. The United States... Have what? Mail. The United States Postal Service can't financially afford to continue to run. Oh, wow. And none of the bailout money is going to them. Well... I mean, I haven't heard that, but uh, I'm sure if we take away some of our military, we could probably afford to do our post office, you know. Well, Which evidently we have plenty of now. We got reforms coming out of our ears now, according to uh, Trump. We got so we got so much military now. We're all good on the military. So, all right, now that we're good on the military, let's start taking that money and put it towards fucking something else now. Yeah, maybe we can get a refund on that wall. That's not going to do anything. <laughs> what wall? Yeah, exactly. Oh, geez, guys. Come on. Give me some good news, Chicken Littles, you know? I feel like talking to you guys is making me so depressed. I was telling you guys I was antsy today, man. At some point in time, you're going to have really long eyebrows. 
Hey, you know what? Here's the thing. This is this is going to be one of the toughest weeks. You know, they're they're saying with with uh, projections and everything. Um, the, the, this week and next week, as far as the deaths go. Um, yeah. But I I got to tell you, I've I've a problem with how many they're saying that it could be a hundred thousand to two hundred and forty thousand. Now they're saying eighty one thousand. I mean, well, you know, I think every single day the news is different, man. I, they've been telling us the next two weeks are going to be crucial since the beginning of March, since I got back from Brazil. Remember? Yeah. You, yeah. you know, so, like, literally, I'm just saying every two weeks, I'm like, all right, two more weeks. And then they tell you these next two weeks, these next two, which I, I, I agree with. But I'm just saying deliver fucking the news, like, a little <laughs> bit better. You, you, you know what I mean? And it's like. It's just making people really pissed off at the media, man. I mean, I mean, people are really frustrated right now, you know, because they can't go out. You know, they're stuck at home with. Oh, he's very much like, oh there he's back in. Okay. It, I, I got out of call. This is very much like you know uh, when you don't want to tell your kid no, so you keep saying five more minutes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. You know. And then, no, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I don't listen to anything that Trump really has to say. But when he said one time, August or September, I'm like, oh, shit, it's going to be a while, man. They don't have this thing under control at all, you know? <laughs> well, he didn't, he didn't, you know, look, in his defense, he didn't say what year. <laughs> he just said August or September. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm just, you know, we'll see. Because Easter is a special day, you know, for uh, uh, a lot of people, right? <laughs> Easter. Easter is important to me. Good Lord. Well, you know what? I, I get that he's trying to be positive. You know, I get yeah. that he's trying to, you know, put a positive spin on things. I get that. But, oh, man, the way he does it sometimes is, is really uh, a bit unnerving. Um, yeah, every other perfect. outlet is going to keep on shitting on Trump. So I feel like, you know, in order to keep, you know, like I said, we, we, there's a lot of people that are better at shitting on Trump than us. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. No, on this no, no, topic, no, no. you know. <laughs> I'm at the very top of that list. <laughs> but hey, man, you know, we we pretty much we're we're pretty much at an hour right now, man. So, uh... damn, dude. <laughs> time, time flies when you got Levy on the phone. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, we're happy to have you back. Basically, man. Um, you, you know, besides quarantine yourself and uh go ahead anything uh anything coming up uh anytime soon besides the uh the book um right now i have no idea what the world is going to hold so i am not making any plans um the the main thing uh you know i just want to circle back to uh before i forget uh you know thank you for your very very generous donation for the fundraising for St. Jude's. I wanna thank every, I obviously I can't thank everybody individually, but you know, everybody that donated a huge thank you. It, it is really, really appreciated. You're also gonna, all gonna get hit up next year again. Um, but you know, it's, that money is going to the best cause that, you know, I, I, I there are other causes, you know, veterans, uh, you know, animals, but it's, it's kids. And, you know, I really appreciate the fact that, you know, like everybody I call just jumped in and said, yes. And it, it's, thank you. Thank you very much. 
Absolutely, dude. It was my pleasure to to be a part of it, and uh, I'm I'll be ready to go next uh, for the next one. I'm sure it will probably be a little done a little bit differently, maybe to a different venue, <laughs> a little bit more spread out, and maybe a little yeah. bit more sales online. But however it's done, man, I'll be I'm down to be a part of it, man. That's always awesome. always hey. down to do something for the kids. And James, I yeah. promise you'll get an invitation. <laughs> you hurt my feelings, man. I don't know. <laughs> so I just, just to clarify, a, none, none of the participating artists were involved to, uh, uh, were, were uh, uh, invited to come to the event. Some did, uh, but none of them were invited. And the main reason was, you know, as you, this is going to sound terrible. I'm sure I'm going to get shit for saying this. Everybody is going to be there for the free liquor and food, and no one's going to buy anything because they're the artists. So, you know, I want to make sure the people that, you know, are going to write the checks, those are the people I want to get liquored up. So uh, none of the artists were invited. Uh, you know, don't feel left out. You weren't asked Keith. He, he wasn't invited either. Uh, Doesn't bother me. I think, I think at the end of the day, all these people have in common, they did some form of art of you. So I think I need to write a song about you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, soundtrack to go with all that, that all those beautiful pictures. Because <laughs> I'm a musician, I man. I don't draw that much, you know. <laughs> I gotta do. Uh, I'm gonna have to have somebody do like a slideshow where you're the audio track. <laughs> there you go. Thanks so much, <laughs> man, for coming on, man. And, uh, and uh, I love you guys. Thanks, bro. Thank Where you. can we find you? Lady uh, Angelus on Instagram and uh, Stephen Media on Facebook. There you go, guys. Thank and you. And wandering the streets. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and thank you guys. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Peace. Peace. Make sure to subscribe. Oh yeah, leave a leave a comment, a review. I mean. <laughs> And in